Thank you for downloading this podcast from Awakening Church. We bless you today. We bless you today and we honor you. We honor you today. We're so grateful. So grateful for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, guys. Hallelujah. How many of you were surprised when you walked in today to see what it looked like? Were you surprised? I was yesterday, and I was even more surprised when I walked in today, and I saw it yesterday. Uh, the, the team did an amazing job putting it together, didn't they? Would you let them know? <laughs> working diligently, and uh, honestly, we've had a team working all week long. So that team's taking off today, and those of you that didn't come, you all are taking care of all this and putting it away, okay? It's a, it's a joke a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we've been working, uh, getting moved from Research Drive over here, multiple trips and trips to storage and uh, all kinds of fun, exciting things. Uh, it's been amazing, and, and I'm so thankful for the team that's been helping us, and uh, I know that's going to continue, and just just excited about this opportunity. I, I, I'm so glad to come in here and it feel good. Are you glad for that? I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit and, and that we can come in. It doesn't matter where we meet. I'm convinced we could go meet out in a barn, and he would show up because we've set our hearts for him. Amen? Amen. I'm also thankful that we don't have to go meet out in a barn. Amen? Yes, hallelujah. Hey, I want to I make another announcement. Uh, next week, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Damon Thompson is going to be in E-Town uh, at Hope Church. And uh, so I just want to invite every one of you that can to go. We'll be going multiple nights. Damon, uh, Damon is one of the strongest voices that's been in our life now for the last 10 years probably. And um, just so thankful for what the Lord is doing in him. They're in the middle of a four-year revival in Carolina, in South Carolina. And uh, so I'm so thankful that he's uh, taking some time to come and bless Kentucky. And uh, so we've got family at Hope Church. That's our kingdom family as well. And so I uh, just want to invite you uh, to, to make some opportunities to do that. <clears throat> as I told you last week, no, the, when we get into November, we're going to give you um, a new strategy for what we're going to be doing for, for during the midweek times, okay? So right now we're not having anything on Wednesday nights other than what's happening at Holiday Park and the prayer meeting connected to that on Wednesday nights, okay? But we are developing a strategy, and, and we're going we're gonna to get into that in November. I also just want to tell you that, that this is a temporary location. I have no idea how, how long, but it's temporary. And so I, I want us to gain and glean everything that we can from this moment, okay? And, and I want us to be smarter than the children of Israel, right? They, they left a permanent location and had to wander for some time because they just couldn't get what the Lord was saying to them. Ultimately, that's what it was. And they whined and complained, and, and we're not going to do that. We're not, uh, man, I was just talking about Damon a while ago. One of the things that, that Damon taught several years ago, and we're in October, so it doesn't really fix, but he began to talk about them moving in the month of March, and that March is an order. It's not a month. 
And, and so I, I, want us to, I want us to gain and glean everything from this temporary location. And, and, and then I want us to, it's going to catapult us into the next thing that he has for us. I want you to understand that in the, in the wandering, Joshua and Caleb solidified themselves as leaders of a generation, and they solidified themselves of ones who could lead a nation. I'm going to talk to you about Joshua today. Um, I, I know we've been in Nehemiah for the last few months, but I don't feel like I need to go into that right now anymore. So um, we will eventually, because I, I know I've been telling you I'm going to talk about the gates and the wall, and so I will. Uh, but today I want to talk to you about the life of Joshua and how I feel like it parallels what we have to do in this time. Okay, and, and so I want us to gain and glean everything. I want family to grow in this temporary time. I, I, I want relationships to grow. I want us to come closer than we've ever, uh, you know, been. Just because we're in a temporary location doesn't stop what the Lord is doing with awakening. As a matter of fact, I feel like he's giving us a new mandate for the city. It's what I believe. It's, it, it's, it's what I am, am holding on to. And, and whenever... Something new is being birthed. How many of you understand, ladies specifically? I only know this because my wife told me. But how many understand when something is being birthed, there's a moment of transition that happens that is most difficult. Right? I mean, all of birth, you know, is trying and all of that. But when that moment of transition comes, then it feels like, oh, here we go. Right? But then, just after the transition, you begin to birth what it is that you've been carrying for some time. I feel like we've been carrying something, and he has had us hidden for some time. I want, I want to declare this. We have never been lost. We were hidden. And, and, and I believe that, that he is, is, is about to put us, remember, remember what he said, because we have tended to the king well. Because we have tended to the king well, he is now going to put us in a position to do some amazing things. And, and I don't know what that looks like. Honestly, I have no idea what it looks like. I'm totally content doing what we're doing right now, and that's just coming together as family and building a throne for Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good. Um, I do believe that he is positioning us to birth something, and, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Amen? You excited? All right. Let's go to, uh, we're going to visit three scriptures today. The first one's going to be Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. And and I'm just going to talk to you about the life of Joshua. You know, I read last week where Joshua was about to cross uh, the Jordan, and he told the people, he put the ark in motion, they built the memorial stones, and, and all of that was amazing. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what brought Joshua to that point, okay? Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And yes, I've got about 911 favorite verses. I say that all the time. But this really is one of my favorite verses. Verse 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face 
as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. This is what I've set my life to do. It's to not depart from the tabernacle. To not get caught up with everything that's around me. It's what we're trying to lead this company into. That regardless of what happens around us, that we would not depart from the tabernacle. That we would not leave the place of presence. That it would hold a place of value above everything in our lives. Joshua's life was marked by encounters. I want you to hear that. It was marked by encounters. Because of these encounters, it taught Joshua to hear the voice of the Lord clearly. Because of the presence encounters that Joshua had, it taught him to hear the voice of the Lord clearly. But more than that, it taught him to live his life in response to the word of the Lord that he heard in these presence encounters. One of the things that I want to see adjusted in the body of Christ and in this company specifically, I want us to live this way. I do not want us to live in reaction to things that happen, in reaction to prophetic words. I want us to live in response to what heaven is doing and what heaven is saying. There's so many people who claim to have a prophetic ear, but they live their life in reaction to things that are happening instead of response to the word of the Lord. There's a difference between responding and reacting. Most of the time, a reaction is a knee jerk. It's something that is just, just like this. But if we prepare our hearts like Joshua did, not to leave the tabernacle, it positions us to be able to respond to the voice of heaven. There are so many people in this room right now that you have given your life to hear the voice of the Lord. And then there are some of you who have that ability and you don't even have to work for it. But other things have pulled you away. Other things have, have, have caused there to be some static in the communication of what the Lord is saying. And I want to invite you today back to a place of his feet, back to the place of the tabernacle where you hear his voice continually and you live your life in response to what he's saying, not in reaction to what's happening, not in reaction to what you see on the news, not in reaction to anything else that would turn your gaze, but you live in response to what the Lord is saying over you. Some of you right now, right now you're beginning to catalog the words of the Lord that are over you. Some of you have words that, that you'll be prophets to nations. Some of you have words that, that, that your family's going to be restored. I don't know. There's so many people that have different things over them. And I want to tell you today, he's calling you to this place of lingering encounter where you live in response to what he's saying. Joshua's presence encounters solidified the voice of the Lord in his life, and it caused him to have different eyes. It caused him to have different eyes. You remember when Moses sent the spies out, and 10 of them came back and said, we cannot take Jericho. We cannot take the land. We cannot go into what the Lord is promising. Joshua and Caleb came back, and they said, we see it differently. 
We have a different perspective of what's going on. The ten came back and said, we were grasshoppers in our own sight. Joshua and Caleb said, we can take this because the Lord has given the land to us. As a matter of fact, the words they used, they said, if the Lord delights in us. Why could he use that language? Because he had encounters with the presence of the Lord. And he knew that he was the delight of the Lord. It gave him different eyes. He looked at things differently. Joshua's presence, counter, presence encounters were solidified. That They solidified the voice of the Lord over two of the greatest enemies that we still battle today. The presence encounters solidified the voice of the Lord over two of the greatest enemies that we still battle today, man's opinion and fear. Many of us stop the forward progression in the presence of God because man's opinion is so valued in our life. And if it's not man's opinion, it's fear. It may be fear of, of the way you look. It may be fear of rejection. It may be fear of, of whatever you, you come up with. But it stops the progression of what God is wanting to do in your life when you allow those things to speak to you louder than the voice of God. And what the presence encounter did is it caused Joshua to remove the importance of man's opinion and to remove the idea of fear and failure so that he could hear the word of the Lord. I'm going to talk to you in just a few moments about some of the things that Joshua had to do, some huge shoes to fill. And had he not solidified in his life that man's opinion and fear had to bow its knee to the presence encounter, he would have never been qualified to do what he did and lead the children into the promised land. We have Bible that tells us that his ways are not our ways and that he is not limited to our logic or our intellect. If this is the case, why do we then elevate the opinion of man above what the Lord says? If it's true. If we believe the Bible, if we believe that that, that that word is anointed and that word is true, if that is the case, why do we elevate man's opinion? Because we get stuck on what we can see. We get stuck on what we hear in the natural. And that's what the presence encounter did for Joshua. It gave him different eyes and it gave him different ears. Moses spoke to the Lord face to face and still had to go back to the people. Moses spoke to the Lord face to face as a friend would speak to a friend. And at the end of the day, the people still got to his ear. And when he was supposed to speak to something, he hid it in reaction to what the people were doing instead of response to the word of the Lord. And it caused him to miss what he was destined to experience. Come on, I want you to hear me today. Presence encounters will position you, presence encounters will get you to a place where the voice of the Lord is the dominant voice and not man's opinion and not fear. Come on, are you hearing me today? We get so caught up in what he said and what she said and what they're thinking and, and, and we get so caught up in these other things and we miss what the Lord is saying. The other thing is fear. 
It's fear of putting myself out there. It's fear of being vulnerable. It's fear of, of taking the next step. The 10 spies, there were 12, but the 10 who came back with a negative word, they were walking in fear. And fear is a spirit. Come on, if I can get the church to hear one thing, is for you to understand that when you entertain fear, you're entertaining a spirit. You're entertaining a demonic spirit that is a sign. When you entertain fear and let that lead you, when you let it lead your finances, when you let it lead your family, when you let it lead your response to the word of the Lord, when you let it lead your passion, I can't put myself out there, you are entertaining a spirit because we've not been given a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I'm tired, I'm so tired of this nation looking at the church and seeing us fall back in fear instead of taking our spot the way we're supposed to listen let's just talk real it is immaterial to me what you think about our president at this point okay and and i have thoughts about him as well what i know is the white house isn't saving america that's that's what i know but do you understand that there have been two in the last three years two Supreme Court justices that have been filled with conservative thinkers and we are closer to ending abortion in America than we ever have been. Do you know why? It's because the church decided to show up. It's because the church decided to take its place and say, you know what? We're done with this curse over our land. You understand that the shedding of innocent blood is one of the things that curses a land. And we have killed over 60 million babies in this nation in the name of convenience. But now we are closer than we've ever been. And it's because the church decided to show up and say, you know what? We want to see this shifted. And I'm telling you that if we will stop cowering in fear, if we will live our life from presence encounters and pray for whoever is in the White House to have presence encounters, we will see something shift in this nation, not because of legislation, but because the church takes its place. It was a presence encounter that brought Joshua to this place of solidified identity that did not allow men's opinion and fear to be the dominant voices in his life. Continued encounters with God's presence will shift your perspective of what matters. I, I want you to think about this. You, you know, we, we talk about these things, and we read this book, and we're in Exodus, and we're about to go over here to Joshua, and we take for granted everything that happened between Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers, that bring us to this place. I want, I want you to think about this. Joshua and Caleb were a part of the spies that go into the land. It's over 40 years after they go into the land that they even get close to the opportunity to cross Jordan and move into that. Come on, I want you to get that. We, we, we read this sometimes as, as if, oh man, that's a great story and that's a little bit of time that happened in those pages. But we're talking about 40 years. Some of us, we, we can't endure a couple of weeks when the Lord gives us something and we start wondering, well, he must not love me now because it didn't show up in two weeks. Or he, he's out to get me. 
I had somebody the other day, I had somebody text me the other day, and they said, they said, I had to throw that in there for God in case he sees this text. And I, they were joking, but it's really the life they live, that he's out to get me. And I can't, I can't, I can't wait a week or two to find out what's going on. Joshua had to wait 40 years. Do you think he did that in his own power? I, I, there, there's no way. I could not do that in my own power. It would drive, there's no way. When I hear the word of the Lord, it's difficult now for me to wait for him. Seriously, I want to help him immediately. Don't y'all want to help him? He needs our help. Bless his little heart. That's how we think, though. That's how we think. But Joshua had to wait for over 40 years. It was the presence encounters that allowed him to do that. It's the presence encounters that allowed him to get to a place where he had faith for the word of the Lord that came to him some 40 years ago. Abraham didn't have that, did he? God comes to him and says, you're going to have a son. Yeah, right. Comes to Sarah, who's 90, you're going to have a son. She laughs at God and says, yeah, right. But there was something about the encounters that Joshua had that positioned his heart. They positioned his heart to withstand 40 years of wondering. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1. I want you to see another encounter. If Joshua had not solidified the voice of the Lord over the voice of fear and man's opinion, he would have never been able to fill these shoes. Are y'all okay? Okay. Maybe I'm just preaching to me today, and that's okay too. Verse number two. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Joshua had heard that before. How do you respond when you hear the same thing that you heard years ago, but you still haven't seen it come to pass? How do you respond? It's based on what voice is the loudest. It's based on what has the dominant place in your spirit. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given you, as I said to Moses, one of the greatest leaders in all of the Bible, Moses is dead, and now Joshua has to fill his shoes and move into a place of leadership that is different than what he wanted. He was a fighter. He was a warrior. He was a worshiper. He wanted to stay at the tabernacle, but now you have to step into a role that may be uncomfortable for you, and he could have backed down, and he could have stepped away, but because he had presence encounters that solidified the voice of the Lord, he was willing to linger in the presence of God. He steps immediately into the shoes. Look what he says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. He has another encounter with the voice of the Lord and it shifts the position of leadership that he has. I want to know, are you ready for that? 
I want to know. I want to know, do we have a company in here that can hear the voice of the Lord and say, you know what? We have been in a certain place for five and a half years, but now there's a shift that's causing us to move into a greater response to what the Lord is saying. I want to know, are you ready? I want to know, are you ready to do what you're supposed to do? I'm not asking, are you ready to fight? I'm not asking, are you ready to, to, to war? And do I'm asking, are you ready to linger in his presence so that you can fill the shoes that he's called you to fill? Do you understand that your job, the place of your employment is waiting on you to step into your place? Your family is waiting for you to fill the shoes that are necessary to see a change come to your family. This city, listen to me, this city is waiting on this company right now to step into what God has called us to do? Are we willing to position our hearts and linger in presence to fill the shoes? What did the Lord say? I've given it to you. Everywhere that your foot goes, I have given it to you. As I said to Moses, do you hear what he's saying? It didn't happen under his watch, but I have given it to you. And everywhere that you go, I'm giving you the land, as I said to Moses. What do you think the response in Joshua's heart was? He's a fighter. He's a warrior. Let's go. We can do it. We can do it. You know what I refuse to do? I refuse to come in this place week in and week out. Set it up, tear it down, just so we can come together and have a Sunday gathering for the purpose of that. I, I just want to be honest with you so there's no surprise. I refuse to do that. So what I'm telling you is we have an opportunity before us. We have an opportunity to learn to linger in our homes. We have an opportunity to learn to be creative and linger corporately in other areas because I have no interest in just having Sunday morning church and Sunday morning Christianity. You know what? I can do that at my home because I'm attempting to lead my family in something that is different than that. And I know you are too. I'm just saying, I'm not going to do it week after week. And I, I hope to God that that's not what you want, that you just want to come together and, 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 and have a good time for a couple of hours. And then we go on to our own thing. That's not what we're after. I'm saying God is giving us an opportunity to fill some shoes that many of us have been praying to fill. And guess what? Here's what you have to understand. Not every Everybody's coming. Not everybody's coming. As a matter of fact, there were only two out of the 12 that went that said we can take it. The rest of them said we can't. How many funerals did Joshua attend over 40 years waiting on the promise? How many friends did he lose over 40 years waiting on the promise? How many family feuds took place over 40 years because he was waiting on the promise and he would not be deterred because he had experienced something that was different? I'm telling you, it's time for us to engage like we've never engaged before in what the Lord is doing. It's time for us to engage in lingering in the presence of God like we never have before. It's time for us to tell our flesh to line up. Did you know you can do that? Did you know that that's why I'm just... Oh, I'm not even going to go there. But anyway, I really want to. It's
it's time for us to tell our flesh to line up. This idea of I I can't pay attention long enough to stay in the presence of God. No, what you're telling me is that you've not experienced the beauty of that man yet to the degree that you can sit and look at his eyes. Listen, you know what I could do all day long? I could sit right here and just look at my beautiful wife and actually would love it if I could just sit right here and look at her face. And it's not work. Do you understand? And what I'm trying to say is there's a bridegroom whose eyes burn like fire. And there's a reason that Joshua wanted to stay at the tabernacle. It's because he had told his flesh, you're going to line up. I know you want to go fight, and I know you want to go war, and I know you're experienced at that. But you have to stay right here at the tabernacle. What did he have to do in his mind and his spirit to say, I'm not going to go after Moses. I'm not going to chase him. I'm not going to go there, and I'm not going to find out what's going on. I am going to sit and look in the face of the one I love. And I'm telling you, you can tell your flesh to line up. Well, I don't like prayer. You've not experienced it the way that you need to yet. I used to say that. Come on, I used to say that. I don't like prayer. It's boring. It takes too much time. But guess what? When I finally looked at the one... But I finally looked at those eyes of fire and I got my eyes off of Sunday school Jesus that was hanging on a wall. When I looked at his eyes of fire and I looked at that hair like wool and I looked at those feet like brass, I said, I can stay here all day because you're the one that my soul longs for. You are the one that my soul longs for. I I saw something the other day. Somebody said, what is revival? And this seasoned preacher, this this man of God, um, I I love him to death. He, He just responded with scripture. And his scripture was this, Isaiah 6, 1 through 13. That is revival. What is that? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And the glory of the Lord, his train, filled the temple. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. What if the prophet was saying, in the year that the political system that I had given all of my hope to, what if the prophet was saying, in the year of the thing that I had given all of my financial hopes to, when it died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. I want to know is there a company in this room that is willing to say whatever has to die so that I see the Lord high and lifted up I'm willing to linger in the tabernacle I'm willing to linger in the place of presence I'm willing to tell my flesh to line up I'm willing to tell my flesh to line up it was presence encounters that solidified Moses, my servant is dead. Joshua had to have a presence encounter so that he could step into the shoes that would cause him to lead a nation. That would cause him to lead a nation. Leadership of this nation is not coming from the White House. Leadership of this nation is coming from the ecclesia taking its place. It's coming from you and I. I'm telling you, we are legislators in the place of prayer to make declarations that cause things to shift in this nation. And we can be caught up with playing church if you want to, but I have no desire. We can be caught up with saying, you know what, I just don't know if that's what I want to do, but I have no desire. I have no desire. I want him 
and him alone. Joshua had to believe what God said about him before he could effectively lead the nation into the promise that he received 40 years ago. I want you to hear that. The same anointing, what the Lord is saying, the same anointing that was on Moses, I'm giving to you so that you can move forward. Could you imagine Joshua seeing everything that played out with Moses' life? The burning bush, meeting Pharaoh, the Red Sea. Can can you imagine all of that? And now Joshua has to take that on. But what Joshua had that was different was the idea that the Lord is the one who was causing all this to happen. He knew it was not in and of himself. There's one other encounter that caused him to learn this. Let me say this before I get along. I I believe the Lord is asking us. When I was writing this, I just heard the Lord say, I believe the Lord is asking us, can you linger in my presence long enough to birth promises for generations to come? Can you linger in my presence long enough to birth promises for generations to come? Can you put your phone down long enough? Can you turn off the computer screen? Can you turn off the TV screen long enough? Listen, Apple's trying to help you. We curse Apple all the time. People, people talk about Apple and they say, oh, listen, they're trying to help you. Download the new software and you get a screen report. And it tells you how long you've been on this thing. Listen, I, I looked at it over and over again. And I'm like, Jesus' name. I refuse to give that much time to this little device taking it away from my day. Make some adjustments. Is this okay? Y'all okay? Yeah. Let's, let's make some adjustments to linger in the presence and have a presence encounter. Here, here's, here's what I want to say. Can, can we linger long enough to birth promises for future generations? It was a presence encounter that brought the children of Israel across the Jordan River. Remember we read that last week. It was that nation's proximity to presence that took them through on dry ground. What should have been an obstacle that could have killed all of them, because of their closeness to presence, their proximity to the presence of God, they went across on dry ground. Here's what I want to tell you. You remember what we read last week? And they built memorials. They got stones from the middle and built a memorial on the other side. You remember that? Here's what I hear the Lord saying. You cannot build memorials for things you don't finish. You can't build a memorial for something you don't finish. That's why I'm not in favor in any case for participation trophies. Well, I tried. No, 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 no. That's the problem. You tried. Did you let him try for you? Jesus' name. You can't build a memorial for something you don't finish, but we've tried. We've tried to build memorials for things that we didn't finish and just, well, I did this. And listen, I'm not saying that, that, that please hear me. I'm, Jesus' name, I'm not preaching to Cupcake Nation, right? Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. I just don't believe in participation trophies. I don't believe in that. You got to finish well. If I could teach the generation that's coming after us, and I know some of you that are, that, that are a little more experienced than me, you looked at my generation too and said, Jesus' name, what's wrong with Generation X? We, we can't even name them. It's just X. We, we can't even give them a name. And we're looking at the other generation, but if I could say one thing to a generation, learn to finish 
what you start and let the Holy Spirit lead you in what you do. Don't just give up. Don't just say, well, that's good enough and that's my best effort. No, 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 no. We're not looking for your effort. We're looking for his effort partnered with you. It's partnership with the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest lessons that I am learning, I don't have it yet, but I'm learning is to allow Holy Spirit to take complete control and partner. I partner with his effort, not him partnering with my effort. You don't build memorials for things you don't finish. We're not given A's for effort. Not in this. Why? Because he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. There's something about finishing. And what Joshua had to do was position himself to finish well. The last encounter I want to talk to you about, and I'm done. Joshua 5. Joshua 5, 13. I'm going to jump down into uh, chapter 6 just for a little bit. And it came to pass, verse 13, it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite of him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went out to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversary? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to on, fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off of your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Now, I, I don't want to get into great theological discussions. It is my opinion that this is Jesus, that he is standing before Jesus. This is a theophonic manifestation of Jesus. I believe that the writers capitalized the word he, him over and over again because he's looking in the face of Jesus. The other thing is he fell down and worshiped him. We see that John tried to do that to an angel and the angel said, no, don't worship me. You worship the king. This one did not stop. I believe it's Jesus who's looking Joshua in the face and saying, and, and look, I love, man, I love Joshua. He goes up to Jesus. Are you for us or for our adversary? But Jesus is even better than Joshua. He doesn't even address him. He says, nope, I'm the commander of the Lord's army. And Joshua falls and worships the Lord. Why? Because he had continued presence encounters over and over and over. And when he heard the voice of that one speaking to him and telling him, this is who I am and this is who you are, he fell and he began to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords before he ever came through a Virgin Mary. He was worshiping his Redeemer that was standing right in front of him. He was worshiping the one who had the ability to take him into the promise that he had heard over 40 years ago. I I want you to see this. I want you to see this. He says, I'm the commander of the Lord of the, of the heaven's armies. You can read the rest of it. And Joshua is a fighter and he's expecting a strategy for war. But what he gets is a strategy for worship. He does not get a strategy for war. He gets a strategy for worship. Sometimes we get so caught up because we've learned to use our sword and we've learned to use our weapons and we've learned how to fight. But I'm telling you, there is an adjustment that is happening in the body of Christ where you don't have to fight with your sword. You have to fight with your worship. You have to fight with lingering in the presence of God. And instead of giving strategy of sneaking up on the enemy, he says, all I want you to do is I want you to get the priest, I want you to get the trumpet, and I want 
want you to get the ark and I want you to take a walk. I just want you to take a walk. I know you want to fight and I know that you've spied this land out and you are convinced that you can take every giant in here. But all I need you to do is take a walk. I want you to take a walk six days and on the seventh day, I want you to walk around seven times. And then when you hear the ram's horn blowing and the presence of God is moving, you are going to see the walls of the city fall flat. This is what I heard the Lord saying. As we get strategy for lingering in presence and we get strategy for worship, we are going to see the walls of the city of Louisville that have been erected against what the Holy Spirit is doing. We are going to begin to see them fall flat. I don't have time to go into all this, but do a study on how the walls fell. A lot of people think that they just fell backwards like that and they went over that. Not so. There are archaeologists. There are archaeologists that have studied. I'm not going to go deep into this, but you can look it up. There are archaeologists that have studied that when the walls fell, they did not fall flat. They fell so deep into the earth that when they went to look for them, they couldn't even find them. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. What, I'm, what, what are you saying? I'm saying that when we get the strategy for worship and we get the strategy for lingering in presence, the walls that have kept the gospel out of the city of Louisville, the walls that have kept revival out of the city of Louisville, the walls of religion, they are going to fall so far that when you go back and try to look for them, you're not even going to be able to find them. The walls that have kept the gospel out of your family are going to fall so far flat that you're not even going to be able to find them. When you go back to testify about it, you can't even point them to the wall that was there anymore because God is about to do something in this city that you have been praying for, you have been waiting for, you have been longing for, and he's just saying, will you learn to linger? Will you learn to linger? Will you put your sword up and take a walk? Will you put your sword up and take a walk? Presence encounters. Presence encounters that cause you to see things differently. Presence encounters that cause you to give up on the American dream and start finding out what it looks like to bring heaven to earth. Come on. Presence encounters that tell you that you know what? I've got to be with my family more than I have to be working for my family. I got to, they need me. Come on, I'm talking about presence encounters that change the way we do life. Yes. That change the way we do life because we have set ourselves. We've set ourselves to linger. We set ourselves to linger in the tabernacle. Come on, I'm longing for the day. I'm longing for the day. Let's just dream a little bit right now. Y'all can come to the music. Let's, let's just dream. I'm, I'm longing for the day where you're as free as you want to be and the passion that's on the inside of you is, is, is bubbling over. I, I, I long for the day when Holy Spirit is leading every aspect of your life and fear doesn't overwhelm you and man's opinion doesn't overwhelm you, but you live from the place of presence. I long, I long for the day. I long for the day. It's not coincidence that we're back in this building. I've told you numerous times, just down the hall in that chapel down there, for six weeks we experienced a measure of revival where it was difficult. When I would wake up in the morning, it was difficult to even speak English. I'm telling you, there's something there's something about this. This is not the first time that we've been on this property. And like I said last week, sometimes he'll take you back to get that memorial stone out of it so that when you build it, you realize it was presence that caused you to do the things that you're doing. 
Come on, can you dream for a day? Can you dream for a day when you, you're no longer limited by your personality, but Holy Spirit has taken over that. You're no longer limited by the things that you've said, I can't or I won't or it's not for me. Can you long for a day where you love the presence of God more than you love anything? Joshua was so acquainted with the voice of God that the shift did not cause him to break stride. He didn't have to stop and regroup. He just put his sword up and took a walk. Presence encounters prepare you for transitional warfare. It's not going to look the same. What you used to accomplish with your weapon, you will now accomplish with your worship. It was a worship strategy. I just want to declare what we've said for years and years and years. The answer for Louisville is radical presence encounters. It's not more detailed strategies of our efforts and our gifts. Yes, he's going to use us, but it's not more detailed strategies of our efforts and our gifts. It's radical presence encounters. Come on, just bow your heads. Let's just pray into this right now. God, give us a grace to linger. Give us a grace to linger. To never leave the tabernacle. Give us a grace to overcome. It's a grace to put our flesh out of the dominant place. Holy Spirit. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice right now. I want to give you freedom. If you want to stand, you can. If you want to walk, you can. If you want to sit, whatever you want to do. This front's open. There's carpet up here if you want to kneel. Whatever it is you want to do. Come on, let's just go into this a few moments. Let's go into this a few moments. Let, let, let's, let's get out of this cynical idea of this is all that it's ever going to be. Let's get out of this idea of I, I've seen it all, I've done it all. Come on, man, that is so full of pride. That is so full of pride to say I've already seen it and I've already done it and it didn't happen. That is so full of pride. Release passion. 
God, I pray for passion to be released over the men of this company. I pray for passion to be released over the men of Awakening right now that the power of the Holy Spirit would so shake them that that they would begin to move in areas of passion and prayer like never before. God, I'm asking for a release over the men. God, I declare right now that the men of Awakening will not be underachievers spiritually, but they will move in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Come on, some of you ladies ought to be helping me pray right now. I declare over the men of Awakening Church right now that what has thwarted their passion would be removed right now. I pray for encounters with the men of Awakening. I pray for angelic visitations. God, I pray for tears to hit men once again. I pray for passion to hit men. I pray, God, that the power of the Holy Spirit would shake everything that can be shaken in the men of Awakening so that what is left is the only thing that matters. Come on, lift your voice in this place. I break the lie that your identity is locked up in what you do. I break the lie for the men of awakening that your identity is locked up in what your occupation is and how much money you make. But I declare over you today that you are the sons of the living God. I declare that you are beloved sons today. I declare that you are the righteousness of God. That you are the head and not the tail. I declare over the men of awakening you are the fathers that you're supposed to be. You're the husbands that you're supposed to be. And you will lead with passion from the Holy Spirit. I break the lie of man's opinion. I break the lie of man's opinion. I break the lie of fear that you have to be the one that you're the one come on I pray for a revelation that you understand you're not the provider he is I pray for a revelation of Jehovah Jireh the Lord our provider to sweep through the homes of awakening I pray for a generation of men that will raise up sons to be men. I pray for a generation of men that will be fathers that don't just raise up sons, but they raise up fathers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let the passion of the Holy Spirit. I pray for men who would long to linger in the tabernacle. I pray for men who would long to lead their family in lingering in the presence of God. (coughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, 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 raise up Joshua's, raise up Joshua's out of this house, raise up Caleb's, raise up Caleb's who when encountered with the mountain at 80 years old looks at the mountain and looks at Joshua and said that I'm just as strong now at 80 as I was when I was 40. Give me this mountain. There's no quit in me. There's no quit in the men of awakening. There's no quit. There's no quit. There's no quit. There's passion. There's passion. There's passion. There's passion. Come on, let it go deep. 
Let it go deep today. Raise up men. Raise up men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, let's lean into this right now. Let's just lean into this. Raise up men who work harder to prepare their ear to hear. Raise up men who work harder to prepare their ear to hear than anything else. To hear the voice of the Lord. God, I pray for the women of awakening. I pray, God, that you would raise up a company of women who let the men be the men. I pray that you would raise up a company of women who let them be who they're supposed to be. That they're not intimidated by their husband being who he's supposed to be. Husbands are not intimidated by their wives being who they're supposed to be. God, raise up a picture of the family from Ephesians 5 in this company, God. Jesus. Jesus, raise up mothers. God, we have to have mothers just like we have to have fathers. Raise up mothers in this house. Raise up mothers who impart the gift of intercession. Raise up mothers who impart the gift of discernment. Raise up mothers. Jesus. 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 God, I pray for endurance to hit this company. I pray for endurance to hit this company right now. God, I pray that you would release the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace to linger in your presence, the grace to pray in the Holy Ghost, the grace to experience your presence, the grace to linger. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I pray that you would raise up a company who will not give 60 years to Babylon, or 60 hours a week to Babylon, and two hours to you. Raise up a company of radical presence encounters. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I declare shut the voice of the cynical right now. Shut the voice of the cynical right now. We declare that you have no voice. New, radical, fresh encounters with the Holy Ghost. New, radical, fresh encounters with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come on, if that's you, you want to be a part of that, I'm just going to invite you to come down to this front. Let's just join together as a company. Men, women. Whatever, just come down and let's, 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 let's just pray into this. Let's just link our arms and our hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raise up those who would linger. Raise up those who would linger. Raise up those who are hungry for your presence. Come on, lift your voice. Don't wait for anything. Just lift your voice. Lift your voice. Come on, let's demonstrate what hunger looks like. Let's demonstrate what passion looks like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Shit, ma 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 ya. Yela bandolo boko shetele bebebebebeke. We partner with you, Holy Spirit. We partner with you, Holy Spirit. Come on, let that cry come out of you. Let that cry come out of you. 
Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hunger. 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 Passion. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I just release a wave of passion to hit this room. I just relieve a, a wave of passion to hit the young and old alike, the men, the women. Passion like never before. Passion that you had when you first encountered his presence. I just release that over this company right now that the power of the Holy Ghost would sweep through this place. Sweep through this place right now. Jesus. Jesus, you're restoring hope. You're restoring hope. Jesus. Jesus, come on, let it come out of the inside of you. Let it come out of the inside of you. Let that deep cry. Deep crying under deep. Deep crying under deep. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Stir the waters, stir the waters, stir the waters. Father, I recognize that to have what we're looking for, what, what, what has been presented to us, that there must first come a dethroning of the things that have been set in your place, God. And so I come before you with a repentant heart on behalf of the men today where they have let man's opinion and fear take the throne of their heart over you being in the throne of their heart. And God, I come before you and I repent on behalf of the women who have allowed man's opinion and the voice of fear to be enthroned in their hearts. Father, we dethrone fear. We declare today that it will not be in a place of authority in our life. We will not entertain demons, but we will pull them from the throne of our hearts and we will repent. We rend our hearts before you today, God. And we say that we 
are sorry for apathy, for being lethargic in the place of prayer and in the place of your presence, God. We come before you and we dethrone man's opinion. We say that we do not let what others think of our worship stop us from coming before your throne with passionate hearts before you, God. We say that man's opinion must be dethroned today, God. We will not allow the voice of reason to stop us from coming after you, Jesus. We will not allow the voice of balance to tell us how far we go, to tell us how undignified we come before your throne, God. We dethrone the care of what people think about how we present ourselves before you, Jesus. And God, as we do that, we place you in your rightful place on the throne of our heart this morning. We declare that you have preeminence in our life. And Lord, just like Josiah, we pull down every idol. We pull down anything that would be set in the place above you, God. We say that this will be a Josiah generation that will pull down every other idol that is not you. Those idols have no eyes or no ears. They can't speak to us. They can't hear our prayer. But you, oh God, who are almighty and over all the earth, you have ears and you have eyes and you long to see. You long to look upon your bride. You long to look on your children. You look forward to our voice entering your ears. We want to bring that sweet smelling fragrance into the throne of God today, God, that you would hear our prayer, that you would see our passion for you, God. We devote ourselves to you, Holy Father. We We devote ourselves to you and we say nothing else will take our gaze. We commit ourselves to you, Father, and we say through perseverance, Through enduring, God, we will reach a goal that you have set before us. We will attain the dwelling place of the Lord. Who will ascend the hill of God but those who have clean hands and a pure heart? God, we want to ascend the mountain to dwell with you. We want to come up higher. We want to sit with you in heavenly places. And so today we ask that you would give us clean hands. Father, we ask for the blood of Jesus to cover these hands, that we, that we would be clean before you. God, we ask that, that you would remove any stain from these hands. And Father, we lift our hearts to you. Where there's been any infirmity, or there's been anything that would bring a blemish to our hearts. We thank you that the blood of Jesus is applied, that we would have pure hearts before you, that as we climb the mountain of God, we would be worthy of dwelling with you, God. We want to be worthy of dwelling in your presence with living 
living on the mountain, staying there. We don't just climb for a visit, but we climb to make our home with you, to dwell with you forever and ever and ever. And so God, I thank you. I thank you as we recommit ourselves to this process. We recommit ourselves to living passionate lives that your grace will meet us. And so I bless every spirit in this room with grace for endurance. I bless every spirit in the room with perseverance into the holy place. I bless every spirit in the room with passion for Jesus. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to breathe your wind Bring your fire and pour out your rain on every seed in every soul in this room. Every spirit would be alive to you, God. I bless every spirit to be alive to you, Jesus. That it would be open to your leadership, open to growing and moving in the things of God. In Jesus' name. Father, we just honor your presence today. We love you. God, I pray, I pray for a grace for presence encounters this week for your people. During their lunch hour, at home. God, give them a grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that's at work. I love you today. We love you. Just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to him and just say, God, we just release presence encounters. Come on, just pray for your pray for your your kingdom family right now. We just release presence encounters right now. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just release encounters. Presence. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pray that in these presence encounters that you would begin to remember the words of the Lord that have sustained you, that you would be, begin to remember the words of the Lord that have been spoken over you, over your family, over this city, over your ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pray that your ministry would be family. Let that be your only ministry, family. Kingdom, family. Releasing the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm almost done, but I just sense, I just want to pray, and I know that maybe you don't even want to admit to this, 
because you may be married, you may have family all around you, but I believe there's some folks here that are, are dealing with loneliness. You're feeling loneliness or you're, maybe, maybe it's even a lie, and, but maybe there really are some, some aspects of feeling lonely. I don't know who that is. If that's you, I just want you to slip your hand. I feel like there's more than one. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to ask you to come to the, to the front. You're just feeling loneliness. Yeah, come on. Yeah, let's just come up here together. Yeah. Come on, family. Let's just gather around them right now. Let's just let's do, just begin to just begin to pray over them and declare. And maybe maybe some of you didn't even want to respond when I said it, but now you're up here. Come on, we just release family right now in Jesus' name. I break the back of loneliness. I break the lie that you are alone. I break the lie that you are alone. I prophesy over you, there's a fourth man that's standing there in the fire. There's a fourth man that's standing there in the fire, and you are not alone. You are not alone. I want to speak specifically to those who are in marriages and you're feeling alone. I just break that lie right now in the name of Jesus and release the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, 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 you're not alone. You've not been forgotten. You're not lost. You have not been forgotten, and you are not lost. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, I pray for healthy thought patterns to be released right now in Jesus' name. I pray for healthy thought patterns that we would not listen to the lie of the enemy, that we would not listen to the lie that says we're alone. God, I pray that we would not isolate ourselves either in Jesus' name. I just want to break isolation as well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're near to the brokenhearted. You're near to the lonely. <clears throat> Receive identity today. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, feel the love of family around you. Feel the love of kingdom family around you. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast from Awakening Church. You can find us online at awakeningky.com.